Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life change. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michel. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awakening is. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's Michelle Michel. If you're new to the program, welcome, welcome. If you're returning and listening, always great to connect with all of you. Okay, so listen, this is how I roll. (laughs) I don't know what glitch happened with VTR, and it played the um, the old intro. And I'm listening, I'm tuning in, right, getting ready to do the show. I was doing meditation, and I had my uh, mic on, my headset mic on. And I hear the old, and I'm like, nope, that's not what I want to hear. So you've got two intros. Okay. All right, Laura, welcome, everyone, in the chat, Tamara. Yes, hello, everyone. You may have to refresh your browser, or you might have to reboot. Uh, Thanks, Tamara, about the sound. Listen, there's a metaphor with that. That's what we do with the, you know, universe as we're manifesting, as we're co-creating and drawing in more and more what fulfills us, we can send the order back. We can make adjustments, right, on the order. So there's an example of it. I'm listening and I'm going, nope, I need to hear the new intro with the new energy. We're going to manually play it since the glitch happened um, on the autoplay. Anyway, always good to be here with everyone. So if you're uh, new to the program, this is kind of just like the intro said, 411, spirituality, metaphysics, esoteric insights and wisdom. Um, I'm a trans channeler, psychic medium. And also a transpersonal psychologist, hypnotherapist, and shaman, numerologist, a lot of things. You can go to my website, soulplayground.life, if you want more info. So I kind of weave a lot together. And I think we have a, a wide 
group of people, a wide array, um, great diversity of people from all paths of life that uh, listen to the program, call into the program, and are guests on the program. Now, uh, if you are new and listening, or maybe you're a publicist or publisher and you're listening, you're like, oh, this is great for my guests, please don't email me or call at my office. The best way for guest suggestions, topic suggestions, is to email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And um, if you want more, would like more resources, I have a great uh, YouTube channel. There's great readings on there, other types of resources. Also my website, soulplayground.life or soulplayground.com. Those are a couple of places um, and Facebook and Instagram. And so if you really want to connect in, not only connect and share and get the support, but like I'm saying on my awakening, on the awakenings uh, community page, the group page on Facebook, oh my gosh, are there some great posts on there and great, uh, I think somebody, it might have been me that posted something about the properties of water, the healing properties with, by what you're, you know, thinking, you know, putting healing energy, sending healing energy, or Reiki. You know, I remember back, back in the day, we used to send Reiki or healing energy before um, eating with the food or when traveling, you thought the food was a little off or just it's like a prayer also. Um, I got out of the habit of it, but that was a big thing. You know how you learn something new every time you, you, know, you jump in. That's how I was, you know, as I, my path unfolding because I started quite young, you know, channeling at four and being a natural psychic. So, you know, I was totally open to the spiritual realm and, so even as a teenager, every class, everything I went through, you know, everybody had to know. And then, of course, in my 20s, when I really dived in, you know, I had to bring, you know, proselytize to my parents when I became vegetarian and then when I was vegan and then I was in certain herbs and certain workshops and uh, everyone had to hear about what was the latest <laughs> discovery. <laughs> But that's cool. That's cool. They they went with it, <clears throat> even though they didn't know what in the heck was going on. They, you know, they did it. And now my brother and my sister-in-law watch my YouTube videos. My sister-in-law Diane hugs and shout out. She's very supportive of my videos. Even helps critique them and tells me what she would like to see, uh, what questions she would like, you know, answered. So. By the way, I do have, I, I listen, so I, I respond to requests. Uh, I got a lot of emails about bringing back my opening to channel and connecting with spirit guides, working with the spirit realm. So I'm having a foundational teleworkshop on the 23rd of this month, Saturday the 23rd. And if you're interested in that, um, actually you can go on soulplayground.life in the happenings and events little section there's a little box with a little icon there you can click there uh, or you can email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com get on the list um, and I'll, I'll send you info information I love that like Dr. Jude Curavan great guest and friend of the program and personal friend always says information which is the light right we're we're changing the formation so bottom line, and I always say it because we always have new listeners, and then we also have people that kind of forget. Um, 
I just like, you know, with the email and stuff, it just, when you sent to the right person, you know, like readings, info, at, uh, go playground, out loud. Anyway, it just gets there quicker. So, you guys, I'm getting my decaf latte. I don't know if you guys, those of you that are into lattes, I do them with coffee and then I do them with um, all kinds of things, chai, matcha, different teas. Got the best frother on Amazon by uh, Kitch, K-I-T-C-H, Kitch Vision. I like the name because anything with vision in it. So there you have it. If you have a question or comment, you just want to say, hey, that number is 347-539-5122, and press 1 on the keypad, and uh, that will get you on air. And I do see we have callers. So I do want to dive in a little bit. Um, I do want to let everyone know, please stick around, even if you get your reading. We have a great guest who's also, I didn't know, is an, is an Awakenings uh, listener as well. And uh, she is uh, Alice Lofredo and did a great book, you guys, called Healing the Karmic Wounds, Pluto and Capricorn, or Pluto and Chiron, rather. Why do I have Capricorn on my mind? Uh, Anyway, Healing the Karmic Wounds, Pluto, maybe because Pluto is in Capricorn. Great book. Um, I like, one of the reasons I really like her book um, it has, you know, some little stories. It's got background, and so you know what Pluto is about in Chiron and why it's important. But I, and it's 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 not a heavy read. It's a real like read this, and you become like more aware of where you're at and what you need to work on or focus or why certain things are happening. But Pluto, and we had Daniel Iverson on their show, the uh, evolutionary astrologer, who talks about Pluto and. Wherever Pluto is in your chart is showing, whatever house and sign is showing where there's transformative energies and where you not only will be transformed, but need to transform. And Chiron is the great healer. What they, you know, well, we'll show, she's going to dive into it more. I won't get into it. But anyway, when you kind of get a handle on where those two signs are, natally in your chart, as well as where they're transiting and where that's hitting you, you can find out a lot about yourself, where you're at and where you're going, and you can align to the flow. And I think for me, this is one of the reasons I love, and I think I do every divination tool well, except for crystal ball reading. I studied palmistry. I don't know. I, I did do a little tea leaves, you know, but all, you know, the, the I Ching, Numerology, this is why I dived into in, in my practice. I use numerology a lot as well as astrology and tarot because you can get the pulse of where you're at. And we are, you guys, we are patterns of energy. And I want to dive into this a little bit with tapping into the divine masculine and the divine feminine and what's going on. How do I say, you know, if we, we again, if we look at it more from a energetic point of view of physics, quantum physics, metaphysics, point of view, and, you know, and it said everything is energy, right? And, and nothing leaves the universe. It just changes shape and form, right? So we're constantly changing shape and form. And one of the things is, and that's what transformation is. First, there's transmutation alchemically. We transmute the energy. We recalibrate 
right? As, as our energy recalibrates at a more inclusive frequency. Now, we call that higher frequency. But, you know, when there's just enough dissonance that allows for change or awareness, but there's more harmonization, coherence, and resonance. And, of course, coherence connects us into the, the heart. Then we're living harmoniously. We're in our own signature frequency, right? Everything goes back to mathematics if you look at it. Everything goes back to either a quantity of energy or a quality of energy. And, of course, the quantity of energy would be what we can physically see, but the quality isn't quantitative. It's infinite. You know, so we're connected to this infinite source, kind of like major Rubik's cubes, and they just keep cha- You know, they change. You know, and and we see this um, now in a lot of things with biology. You know, Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about this, the epigenetics. You know, that in a sense, they're just like you sense energy in someone, like. You sense something, you sense something's wrong or something's great, something before you have the conversation, okay? So we're all starting to live more in that realm or more in that gap, more in that space, which means we're living more and more in the meditative state. This is why I feel like meditation is so taking off and the soul. I've been talking about this since the late 80s, and I'm telling you, people were not receptive, even five or six years ago. But now you look, you even have cars, the Kia Soul. You know, you have, you know, in mainstream media, journalism about, you know, the news media talking about awakenings or an awakening, a financial awakening, awakening in the world, awakening, you know, environmentally, an awakening moment, or they're waking to this realization. And so that is the new emerging consciousness coming through different people different shades, colors, hues that, are in, that represent different parts of life. So the, the awakening consciousness, the new emerging consciousness, doesn't just happen for a small amount of people, and it's not just spiritual. It's an it's a opening. It's an expanding of consciousness and awareness in all shapes and forms and areas and themes. I think if people can get, kind of wrap your head around that more, well, for one, you'll be more awake and more aware, but you'll be more hopeful. And one of the ways, which is very fundamental, that we are what we're all awakening to, and, it, and it's taking a different form, and, you know, Dr. Jude Curve, which we have to have her back on again, um, we talked about this, but starting in 2009, we went into what was called life uh, still in that converging flow, again, there's all these little phases of the awakening. Now we're in the root awakening. But it doesn't mean the other phases quit, right? It's like when you up-level your life, maybe you start eating better. Well, maybe you start working out more, or maybe you do more yoga, or maybe you go for a run, or maybe you're doing longer walks, and maybe you listen to uplifting music, and maybe you meditate in the morning. You see, it's not just one thing. So in other words, if you are living more optimally, right? Because you start something that's optimal or makes you more awake, more aware, or brings more healing doesn't mean you stop the old thing, right? Or you might switch it up for something else, but it still is in that theme or genre of life enhancement. It, it, it all goes together. We don't just say, oh, now 
I'm, you know, you know, working out more or I'm stretching more, so I'm not going to do anything else, you know. No, it naturally changes in different areas in our life to support and aid and reinforce in the optimization. And we're going to kind of the only beings that do that because we have what's called reflecting consciousness. We're, one of the, we we're able to reflect back on what was done or wasn't done, and that's why we're able to invent or innovate consciously, right? Uh, animal beings innovate or invent, but they do it, um, how do I want to say, kind of unconsciously. They do it through osmosis where, you know, their genes, you know, if, if there's something that's causing them to be extinct or almost extinct and, you know, their time is not up, the next generation will have a certain genetic encoding that helps them survive better. You know, whether it's in the mental acuity, instinctually, or maybe it's something within the body, right, that changes. And uh, Rupert Sheldrake, the physicist, talks a lot about this um, and correlates it to that morphogenic field, as well as Greg Braden and um, Bruce Lipton as well, from a kind of a more medical, um, biological aspect. So everything, every, all species, all life, which is called life, is always moving unless there's some deep, deep wounding and pathology. And who has that? Maybe a little bit animal, the animal kingdom, but it's the human, the human aspect with the wounding. We kind of stop that. You know, when we get too wounded, we, we create weird defenses, self-sabotaging behaviors. That's why I like working in repatterning and hypnotherapy, using that tool to, you know, soul retrieval to get back to the original frequency, the original health, the optimal health and wellness. So as we moved in in 2009 into that right relationship and right livelihood, which right relationship and right livelihood has to do with our relationship to ourselves and clearly seeing what we are and what we are in connection to the universe, the cosmos, all of life form, right? And livelihood, a lot of people think it has to do with career. Yeah, it does manifest that way to some degree, but it's more lifestyle. Our livelihood, how, you know, life, lively, how do we live is literally what it is, you know, in the overall, overall arch of things. So how do we live? What is our lifestyle? And one of the things that is definitely happening is I call getting off the hamster wheel, you know, you could be on a little wheel for exercise or fun, but not this grind. So the whole idea of the grind, like life is a grind and then you make it, it has to be this struggle, this strife, that is a huge part of the old paradigm. And because as we extend and expand in consciousness and as we're aligning more to the soul, we have, you know, we're more consciously connected to the infinite source, the innate intelligence, of everything and everyone, we're able to direct more. That's why I'm doing a lot of teleworkshops and workshops with vision, envisioning, beyond visualization, envisioning, getting to the vision and working with intention and working with the vibrational frequency of manifesting through the etheric realm into the physical. It's much less struggle and strife, and it's more about synchronistic flow, putting yourself in alignment getting in alignment and attunement 
to that which is emerging through you as you. It's aligning to that flow. And that's, you know, that's where the magic and the mystery happens. So one of the key components of right relationship, right livelihood has been and is and has been since the late 80s, since 88, a unification process, which is changing the aspect of the the balance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Now, some of you know it through the process of the twin soul or twin flame experience, um, which I had been going through, and I I really wish that on no one. (laughs) That's what everybody says. Oh, but cosmologically, I like to look at it cosmologically. It has it has to do, or universally, it has to do with the shift of the electromagnetic frequency that everything and everyone is, all life is. And so one of the things is, is a component of it as, as the earth is becoming less magnetic, there's a pole shift. We, as the counterpoint, and that's what it's about, it's all about balance, we have to become more magnetic as a species. So that's why for many of you, making it happen and trying to be more electrical, that's not working. That's short-circuiting the, the grid, so to speak, the, the grid of the matrix. Because it's deeming that we get out, as we get more into unity consciousness, oneness, in other words, it's not living out of the extremes of the polarity plane. We become more receptive. We open up more to the void, the gap, the divine feminine, or the magnetic frequency. Okay. So the magnetic frequency, the magnetic is is the divine feminine, is the feminine aspect of creation. So we have the masculine and feminine, or the divine masculine, the divine feminine. We have the electrical or the magnetic. It's all the same, just different ways of looking at it. And from that is creation. Something is created or born, an idea, a baby, a, a, a way of being. You know, it's how we reach out into the world, how we attract or draw in, how active we are. Are we, are we taking action or attraction, right? Too much action repels. Too much hanging back, waiting for the attraction, nothing gets done or very little. So as we're finding this new balance, and of course, as the Dalai Lama had said, there's um, wonderful talk. He said, the world will be saved by the American, the Western woman. Now, I look at it beyond the gender. You know, I'm going to look at it as a metaphysician and esotericist and spiritualist, that it's the divine feminine. It's the feminine aspect of all of us. Yes, it's more coming through the female body, the woman body, just because that's the game that we play on this planet. Um, but it is, make no mistake, it is the feminine energies within a male, male body or female body. You know, it, it, it is a rebalancing. And that's what relationship is all about. It is the sole call to rebalance. Okay, so when you meet someone, when you draw people into your life, it's not to complete you, it's to complement you. See, this is where some of the, like, the misinterpretations have come from. Um, And I'm reminded about Happy Valentine's Day. So, by the way, today is Happy Self-Love Day in the States. And next, next, uh, tomorrow is Happy Valentine's Day. But I'm just going to put that in the chat and put it out there to everybody. Happy Valentine's Day and happy self-love day. 
so when you meet somebody, like sometimes people will say, oh, I met them, I always get the selfish ones, or I'm always giving, giving, giving. Well, yes, because that's because the way that you're wired, you know, unless, again, there's some deep wounding that has to be healed. But on a basic, it's for you to become more selfish or self-centered in the optimal way, to, to shift that energy, not to complain about it or push it away or repel it, but to embrace it and bring it into your own way of being. That's the transmutation. And then from the transmutation of energy, right, you recalibrate, you start recalibrating, and then you change the quality of the energy. The quality of the energy changes in the calibration. So then you either, that person, and if they're consciously on a path, and that is the path of the household, that is the path of relationship, that is the soul-mated path where we don't, yeah, people are going to trigger us or bug us or whatever. That's going to happen, whether they're friends or colleagues or significant others. But this is why projection is, and perception is so important. And, you know, I do have on my website, soulplayground.life, in the blog and also in the Soul Path tools, you can copy and paste. Um, there's some processes um, for emotional healing, but also projection, perception. So when we take back the projection or enough of the projection, we move into perception to see what is really happening. That's what we do as a channel or I do as a psychic channel. I try to get as clear as neutral out of my own projections, likes and dislikes, preference. I try to get out of my egoic mind enough that I'm able to perceive because truly the people that I read for, yeah, some of it, there's always sometimes some resonance or little resonance, but I've read with, for some people that I have very little to know. I mean, like, there's nothing that they are doing or has done that is remotely. Now, there has to be something, but the more that you are a channel, you don't, not everything has to be so strongly resonating to you or for you because you open into that space, the void. You open into the, the space where everything exists, you know, all at once. Nothing and everything exists all at once. So you're able to draw in varying people even if you don't like them or understand them. You're able to be there in compassionate love, unconditional love and understanding and, and support. So, you know, a lot of times I've had in the past um, people that were close to me that would say, you know, you're not like this with your clients or a session or, you know, or your works or your, you know. And, I'm, yeah, because I have a preference of what's right for me on an intimate level in my close-knit circle. But to hold the space or be there in love for someone else and what they're going through, that's kind of what we're all here to do may not be enough resonance to be with that person or in that type of situation on an everyday basis so what is happening right now there is a major major call and i do believe by what my guides have said it's in preparation for 2023 when pluto goes into aquarius a lot of these in this you know next month when uranus goes into taurus it is a lot of this higher frequency energy and it's the next level of soul expression and soul unfolding, the next level of big ideas that are infused with the new emerging consciousness. So whether it's books or movies or whatever it is, or supporting children or having children come through you, this new emerging consciousness needs new forms. 
new thought forms and new ways of being and new relationships. So right now there is a major call to move past the wound mate. Some people call it karmics, but, but the wounding, the wound mate, to move beyond the wounding, to get healed from the wounding or enough healing that when you are connecting more with the soulmates that are, that are life mates or soulmates that are, you know, an, you know, part of your uh, soul, you know, the coming from your soul wave and then into your soul tribe or soul group so that you can come together and create and that the main focus is not about you healing each other, about you triggering each other so that you're healing through relationships. So that is one of the big differences. I mean, healing and growth is always is a byproduct, but in the new emerging consciousness, the, the relationships are going to be quite different. They're, they're very, you know, there's a lot of ambiguousness, um, gender neutral, you know, it's Aquarian, you know, it's Aquarius. So and there's going to be much more, you know, there will be an emotional connection. There'll be emotions because we're energy in motion, but not less emotionalism, less soap opera drama. Okay. Much more of a higher frequency love of agape, you know, um, Neptunian love of idealism or putting our passion because let's be honest, if you're in a relationship where you're doing deep healing work from, and it's important work, from family wounding, generational transmission, ancestral, that's where a lot of us are at now. That's what's been happening. And, and it's really kicking the high gear. You only have so much energy and, 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 and so much vibrational resonance to open to the new emerging consciousness and create from there. You know, you are, and a lot of people are. However, the shift is when, you, when you've completed enough with that, you then begin to get those partnerships that are really, really based less on, um, I don't want to say, less on wound mates, less on, you're aware of the wound, you know how to handle it and deal with it. It's much more quick. Uh, the partner that you're with or the people, you know, and, the, and this could be collegial, collaborative. This could be in the new corporations. You know, there, there's ways. I remember I was doing a project a few years ago, and it was an Internet project, and they made me chief consciousness officer. I love that. And so I helped with the consciousness when there was conflict or we would meditate to align so that the ideas that were coming from us were coming from a more expanded so just imagine that being in, you know, most corporations, that that now becomes an actual title. And you have, instead of having to go to HR, which usually doesn't handle things, you know, like, but there's a way to process. There's processes. There's, there's ways to sit and handle something that feels safe. So this is, this is where we're going, and I wanted to speak to, about this because so much is coming up. Um, and I'm actually going to put in the um, put in the description. I'm just writing myself a note because I've had a, quite a few people email me. Like I talk, did a talk um, on the twin flame, uh, twin flames on the um, soul rays, uh, soul rays of consciousness, and I did a teleworkshop. If those of you that listen to the program, if you remember what show that I did do the talk about the rays, and I went through each of the rays, the first race, you know, all the way to the seventh, 
would you please email me and let me know what show I, there's a wonderful person on uh, Instagram that, um, gosh, what is his name? Soul the Philosopher that was saying that um, wanted to talk about the rave. And of course, I learned about it through um, the study through uh, the spiritual hierarchy and Alice Bailey and soul-centered astrology uh, weaves into that when I studied that. So Anyway, so I'm going to start putting with the guest info what I've talked about, maybe just a sentence so that I'll remember and then I can also direct other people. Because I do feel as so much is changing now, we're really kicking, revving up into another high gear, you know, like we did 2007, 2009, remember 2011, 2012, well, we're, we're gearing up again to another quantum leap which I love, and so I want to make sure that that support is there. And so also when you're looking around and going, why am I having all this conflict? Why am I healing all these wounds that I thought were healed? Why am I working on family stuff or my grandmother's stuff or grandfather's stuff or, stuff or patriarchal lineage or matri- why is this all coming up? Or why am I remembering all this? Because it's, the deeper healing has to happen to rebalance the divine masculine and divine feminine so we're not in the shadow of the feminine and shadow of the masculine, okay? We've been living out the shadow. Women and and female body, women, you know, people that are identifying more as women have been living out the, the shadow aspect of what we think is strong or male, and I say we or you as the general, uh, as, a, as a general in the mainstream, where the masculine, the divine masculine, or the masculine that's been embodied in more of the male body has been feared. Men fear connecting deeper. Not all, but there's a, you know, but we're talking kind of mainstream here. So there's this fear of this connecting, fear of moods, fear of their intuition, fear that they're going to connect deep and they're going to be swallowed up, you know, this hiding or running away kind of thing. Now, some women have, you know, women bodies or however you're identifying as a woman have also identified with that and had that. But this, and the society has promoted that, this kind of false sense of what it means to be a go-getter, which is more electrical. So meditation or hanging back or praying or asking for the will has been very fringe. So as this, the wounds heal, vulnerability is seen as strength, taking a time out or waiting, not having to rush or to make it happen. So yes, you will see a shift, a definite shift in the structure of what we call a male-female relationship. And that could be male-to-male, female-to-female, I don't know, male and female, whatever that mixture is. And what we see is the predominant way of looking at relationship and and gender and gender identification and how that manifests, that will change, okay? That is changing. And then the divine masculine, that balance within men and women and however you're identifying. It's not really gender. It will manifest and it will change gender, gender roles, gender identification, gender expression, but it is beyond gender because it's energy and all energy is neutral. It, it contains male and female. It gets electrical and magnetic. You have to have both. You know, you have to have, you have to have the electrical and you have to have the magnetic. 
And that's what ultimately is changing. People talk about it more in the form of relationship and give and take and the man and the woman, the woman does this, the man does this. And, of course, if you're in a same-sex relationship, somebody is more masculine identified and somebody is more feminine identified, you know, to a lesser or larger degree. It just depends. So one of the things that will help you is to look and see in your relationships who is being more magnetic and who is being more electrical. What situations are you tending to be more magnetic out of fear or hanging back? Or are you more electrical out of fear and hanging back? Because it all boils down to, because it's about the human condition and consciousness. It's about the, the play of consciousness, right? So, so we're moving from the human play of consciousness to the soul play of consciousness. That's why my website is called Soul Playground, because it's about the soul moving out of identification with, that, with the, only the limiting aspect of our being that which we can see, right? So as we move away from that, um, you know, that as we move away from that, then we begin to see that we are a blending. It's really about being a blending, a blending of the, of the, of the whole, of the totality. And so again, as we're shifting in our awareness and our consciousness, that shifts the forms that our relationships take, the outpicturing, how it looks, you know, how it is lived out. And that is that call with this divine masculine, the divine feminine, with the, 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 the you know, the electrical and the magnetic aspect of life itself. It creates creation. The electrical and the magnetic is, a, is, part, is creation. It is that coming together. So that has been rebalancing within us, and in a way it's changing our old nature to get more into a unified or whole nature, coming from the wholeness as much as possible. Because when we step down, when we incarnate and we step down our frequency to be in physical form, there are parts that get left out or missed or not as much in you know, incarnated or they, they don't come through as much or as, as, at all. And so this, again, is, if you look at it, it's being more inclusive. It's being less caught in roles or identification. And that is very much about the Aquarian age. The, the shadow of it is over-identification, you know, to groups, cults. You know, it's an over-identification of a certain something. But the higher aspect or more expanded aspect is less and less role-playing or identification or in the identification of, I'm a, you know, I'm a woman or I'm a, you know, I'm a this or I'm a that. You're not attached to that. That's, that's something that you're expressing and experiencing, but it's not who you are. The awareness is that you are this soul, infinite spirit, taking this shape and form to experience and express and to play something out, to live something out, you know, and, and to love and to share love. So I hope that brought some insight and information because I know a lot of people have been going through this deep healing. A lot of, you know, I, I'm uploading a couple videos today that we're going to spirit messages about love on my YouTube channel. If you go through 
Um, some of them are, there's some readings that I go into this and then there's some uh, just other um, videos that um, explain this from a more esoteric uh, point of view to kind of break it down. But you, once you look at this, you can see that, oh, this is why, um, this is why I'm going through this, Right. This is, this is why I'm going through what I'm going through. This is how I'm changing, right? This is, the, this is the reason that I'm going through what I'm going through, because I'm rebalancing. There's a new balance that's taking place. Okay, let us get to call-ups. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. Uh, hi, my name is, hi, my name is Cheryl. Cheryl, hi, Cheryl. Welcome to the program. Thank you. It's my first time listening. <laughs> I'm calling oh, from Canada. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, hello. Um, I have a question. I was wondering if I will have a husband and a job. <clears throat> Sorry. If you will have a job? No, a husband and a job, like a family. Oh, family. Oh, let's look. Okay. Yes. Cheryl, let's go for Cheryl as far as, see, and I'm talking about relationships. I know, I was happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's my first time listening. It's about my subject. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Now, okay, so one thing I, I get with you, yes, and probably somebody from afar or distance and maybe somehow, um, well, I get a couple things. Could be different from you. I don't know, different culture, different religion. There's some difference there. But a very, very deep connection. And I feel like the energy shifts for you bringing in, uh, I want to say divine partnership. Um, what month? I'm kind of getting fall months, like August on, somewhere between, I would say, Virgo, so August Virgo till Sagittarius, which is like end of November, December, and you may end up moving. There may be a long-distance move. Yeah, you may live. Are are you near water? I feel Um, like a beach in by. I know you said Canada, but so... No, um, I'm in Quebec. This, a lot of snow. Oh, you're in Quebec. <laughs> a lot of snow. Okay. Um, yeah. Or you guys end up spending. I, I feel this person is is from the tropics, and I feel like you spend a lot of time um, traveling, or they love to travel into warmer climates. <laughs> uh-huh. So, but yes, I do feel you will meet somebody. There will be a marriage. I do feel. Uh, one to two children, and there could be it could be twins. One of you has twins in your family, and okay. I do see a big family. So I don't know if you have a big family, extended family, but I feel I see a lot of people at the wedding, and I see a lot I see a lot of people, like a big oh, nice. family, <laughs> family yeah, I have reunion. A big family. Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay, then it's that's it. Yes. See, it's there. Yeah, so I see cousins, aunties, this, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of people there 
once you're, you know, getting married, everybody's involved. Oh, we have to have this part. Oh, everybody comes over, you know. Oh, the, now the wedding. Oh, we have to, oh, the wedding, baby shower, you know. So, yeah, it's you. So, yes, definitely that is in your path and um, definitely will be happening. Oh, I'm happy to hear All right, that. Cheryl, you're so welcome. <laughs> Thank I'm you very you much, in. Michelle. You're so Thank welcome. Thank you. Much peace. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, Yeah, I can barely hear you. What, did you have a question? Hello? Hello. Yeah. Uh-huh, I'm here. I took the headphones out. Okay. Yeah, did you have a question? Yeah, anything you pick up for me in regards to love. Okay, and what's your first name? Tasha. Well, you have, I feel like you have your mind on someone. I don't know if you were married or living with someone before or someone spent a lot of time at your place. Uh, I feel like there's a past relationship that you're still kind of holding on to or wondering what's going to happen. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. It says choices. I don't know. Either this person has been back and forth because I feel like April or May, there could be some reconnecting, reconciliation. You could go out, but then I can hear you telling a girlfriend, you know, or sister or somebody, I see, I don't know if it's going to work, but we're trying. It might work. I feel like this person is going to be kind of back and forth in your in your life. And I feel like October, November of this year is really the decision time, whether you just totally cut off and move in a new direction. But you're not quite done with this person of the past. There, there's a couple of more little steps to do before you completely move on. They're still they're in your energy field. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. All right. Tasha, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Hello oh my and gosh, hi, Hi. Hi there. <laughs> Who's this? Hannah. Hannah? Hold on, let me get off um, speaker. Okay, hi, Hannah. Hello, is that better? Oh, yeah, much better. Okay. Yeah. I heard that you um included me in the new promo. That's so sweet. Oh, good, Hannah. You're there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm calling you because um, the last time that I called, it was about my book, um, Choosing Which Publisher. And mm-hmm. I've been going through, like, major life changes in the past um, year, I left my long-term partner. I moved to the other side of the country, and now um, I'm trying to figure out how to move forward with him on the things from our old life that we still have to deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like business so stuff, right? Particularly, yeah. So taxes and things like that and things are quite tense, but 
the main thing that we had together is that we did own an apartment, um, mm-hmm. and it's a kind of good special deal, which is very hard to find, especially in New York, and it's the kind of thing that I never thought I would give up, and now mm-hmm. my new life, these new changes, I'm faced with do I hang on to it even though I really no longer live there and try to be this like bi-coastal person and take on this responsibility, which I know is maybe financially smarter to try to own property, but also just the other side of feeling maybe called to, to let go and to lighten up, like have less things to be responsible for. I'm, I'm just not sure what the right choice about the apartment and how to deal with well, like my old I think I, I think you know. I, I think you know because when I'm hearing yeah. you speak I really hear like I'm supposed to be responsible. You're really your energy <laughs> collapses and right. drops. Yeah. I, I feel know. you really want to yeah. I feel what's happening is you're bumping up against not just it's the part of you internalized, and we all have this part. That's what the culture says is the right thing to do, or the responsible, you know, the responsible right. thing. But right. I do feel yeah. you would get a, you would get some money out of it, and I do feel like on a soul level, you're wanting to free up. Yeah. And I do feel more travel. I I don't know if it's by you know yeah. east coast west travel. coast. That could be a part of it. But I also feel Europe around you. So you may have a lifestyle yeah. where you're much more uh, mobile. Now, if, yeah. if things could work out where you would rent it out, but I almost yeah. feel like you want to let go of the – I feel like you want to let go of the X, and the X is tied to this. And yeah. I feel like yeah. there's – yeah, I think that's the big part of it. So I feel like you already know your answer. Um, okay. So, about this stay in the apartment I don't know for some reason I feel I would I would like either part of the the time and I found friends who really want to be in the place and it's a two bed so they could stay there and pay and I could just be there some of the time um yeah. Here's what I think is happening now, you know, as I'm uh, like, tuning in more to your energy. What I feel is happening yeah. is you see where you're going or what you want, but you're not there yet. Because spirit is telling right. me, tell her, don't make this, you're trying to make a, you're trying to make a, 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 a definitive decision. So you don't have the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. You're either A or B, in or out. And you're in the gray right. zone. You're in, you're in between and in the transition. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're saying yeah. you're going to have a lot more clarity in six months. So they're saying don't if you can oh, have people stay there. And you're back and yeah, they're that long. Yeah, they're saying don't rush it. No, wow. no, okay. yeah. So you're going to have to let sell it for the next six months. I feel you have. I don't know if it's you in there or other people, but I feel like it's rented out. Yeah. Yeah. Six okay. months isn't that long. We're in February, March, April, May, right. June, July, August. You know, so July, August. So, I, I feel like. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're trying to. You're not sure yet, and if you try, if you do it now, I feel you'll have regret either way, whether you 
stay with it or sell it. So Ooh, you're having to get more, wow. yeah, you're having to get more clarity for yourself. But right. pull it back because what I feel what's happened is you you're seeing this you, you're seeing you know East Coast West Coast you're seeing Europe you're seeing all this travel and all this stuff and you're like yeah. I don't want to be yeah. weighed down. I feel that's going right. to happen, but it's a little bit slower process than what you um, imagine. Remember, the mental plane works more quickly than the physical. Mm. Okay. Can you can you that say a little, little bit more about that? Well, very often we, we see things mentally. We get a vision about it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You can look in the mirror and, you know, or, or you're, you're daydreaming about being living somewhere mm-hmm. or somebody's daydreaming mm-hmm. about having these amazing arms, you know, but they have to go to the gym to do the, mm-hmm. the weights, you know, to get the arms. Right, so right. there's a process. Right. There's a process involved. So the mental realm always mer- works more quickly than the the physical realm of effort persistent mm-hmm. effort of of form right so you're kind of right. trying to you're trying to bump up into the mental realm and live only from there when you got to kind of drop into the emotional and into the physical mm. realm of your process mm. okay right. all right sweetie i got a scoot i got okay. one more thank you so much okay oh, you're welcome thank on you. it Keep you thanks michelle mm-hmm. bye you're welcome bye Hello, time for a one more quick one. Hello, you're on air. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. What's your first name? Awesome. Wendy. Hey, Wendy, what's your question? Okay, so um, I'm writing a course, um, mm-hmm. and i am kind of been writing it for a long time, but um, I'm starting to kind of really feel pulled towards you know, getting it done, finished. Um, right. So I just wanted to know, like, what your advice would be on moving forward. In, in which way? Like, if I should, like, do it as, like, dependent, should I make it into a book? Should I um, – What's the form? What's the form? Um so it's kind of like it's kind of like a self-help book with um, right exercises and uh, uh, questions and you know kind of how to work through kind of finding yourself I guess mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah and what so you want to put it as a book okay so what's your question to me I guess I'm trying to understand. So my question is like what, like what pro, like what process do you see, like if I should put it as a book or if I should put it as a course, um, which would be, I guess the more. I path. feel it's both. I feel something online, and maybe it's part of it, but I feel like I feel like it's going to be a course and a book. It could be, even be a workbook, is what I'm hearing, or it could be a workbook that people use within the course. What I'm also hearing from spirit is you can do one or two shorter ones within it because I feel it's very long to to put yeah. out there and see what's as an online course. You could do something, you know, a month of something, you know, just put it out there and then bring out uh, the course and then you can have people even get the workbook online to work through it is what I'm hearing. 
But I see it as very interactive also. Does that help? Yes. That's good. Yes. All right, Wendy, keep us posted. You're so welcome. All right, have a great day. Keep us posted. Thanks. You too. All right. You're so welcome. All right, um, I'm here next Wednesday answering questions, but you do want to stay listening. Stay on the line if you're um, listening by phone or if you're in the chat. Um, As I had mentioned at the top of the program, we have with us Alice Lafredo, and her book is Healing the Karmic Wounds, Pluto and Capricorn. And she's got quite an interesting story. Um, she's actually studied with evolutionary astrologer Stephen Forrest, uh, who has really strongly shaped her perspective um, in evolutionary or karmic astrology, which puts this lifetime's potentials and challenges as they come through in the natal chart in a larger, larger context for people to view and really for that, like I said earlier, that self-healing and self-empowerment. Now, Alice focuses on how we can release the potentials and successfully meet the challenges of this life while making karmic progress and healing wounds that have occurred over lifetimes that constitute the evolutionary journey of the soul. Welcome to the program, Alice. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle, and thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this, and I've been so interested. I've been listening all along, and you've touched on some of the strategies particularly and some of the concepts that are kind of integral to the the karmic wounding theme. So it's been kind of – Yay. Oh, yay. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how that synchronicity. (laughs) That's right, Exactly. And I lo- by the way, I read your book. I just oh. love it. I was saying at the top of the program that, for one thing, it's not too long and too heady, so people, you know, novices could take a peek and get good value out of it on their path. It helps them. Like I was talking, touched a bit on Chiron and um, Pluto. You know, the whole idea of the transformation and where's our uh, wounding, um, you know, for greater growth. But really, what a stunning book. Well, you know, thank you so much. Uh, I love that it, you go in the houses and then the symptoms of the wounding or how it plays out in childhood and how it plays out now. So brilliant, brilliant, Alice. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. That makes me feel so good. It's been, it, t- it took a while. This book took quite a while. Um, but I somehow, I just somehow had to write it. And it, and as you know from your own work, uh Things come together, and it's almost like it's given to you, and it just comes through. So anyway, thank you for all those kind True. words. I really appreciate it. Um, you were talking earlier about the tapping into the um, emerging consciousness, and it yes. put me in, in mind of a quote I used in the book, uh, about uh-huh. healing. And you were talking a lot earlier about healing as well. This is a quote from Mark Nepo. Uh, and the Book of Awakening, which I find interesting because, of course, you're the Awakenings podcast, but Mm -hmm. where he says, the more we surrender to the depths below our woundedness, the more the vastness holds us up, and there is no other way to dive. Now, to me, that I, I just found the page as you were talking because it's exactly what you were kind of talking about, and it's integral to working with the karmic wounds. 
Yeah, so can we dive this that holds us up? Isn't that a beautiful metaphor? Yeah, it's beautiful. Now, Alice, if we can, um, because so many are listening, you know, that are listening and on this path, and it's hitting all of us in different ways. This whole idea of relationship, relating, the karmic wounds. I always say, I mean, I I feel in some level we're leaving that idea of karma behind, but it's there with us, you know, ever so prominently. We we have incurred whether it's other lives or childhood, you know, the wounding, right. ancestral, generational. So for our listeners, um, and again, those that are just tuning in, we're talking with um, Alice Lofredo, which I really love her book, Healing the Karmic Wounds, Pluto and Chiron. Give us a little bit of a background of karmic wounding, evolutionary astrology, and then how this book specifically helps people Especially as you were saying, you know, in context of relation of ourselves individually, but also relationship. Uh huh. Well, let, I'll start a little with uh, evolutionary astrology. The perspective okay. of evolutionary astrology is that we kind of carry into this lifetime the legacy of experiences that we've had in the course of the multiple lifetimes, which is, of course, my view as an evolutionary astrologer, that we, this is not mm. the one and only lifetime. But the, but the principles apply regardless of whether you believe in uh, reincarnation or not. The principle that we are born with certain qualities that are carried into this lifetime and of which we are not conscious. And so we have mm. to show up and try to learn about the things that motivate us or, or in the case of the wounding that, that block us from being all that we can possibly become as expressed in the potential of this lifetime's birth chart. So she mm. is this fantastic tool that, can, that symbolizes what those unconscious factors are and when you integrate the symbols that uh that apply to them to the to the, this unconscious carryover so to speak and when you integrate them into the symbols representing the energies of this lifetime you get a clear vision of the path toward healing and it's in mm-hmm. the causes and signs of these particularly these two planets that tell us a lot about what the nature of these wounds are uh, and how how it it contains not only the description and insight into the nature of the wounds, but also into the strategies that we can use to heal them and claim the energy they contain because they each contain not only the energy to heal, but then to carry forward to uh, achieve the potentials of this lifetime. Mm, so that's okay. like a 50,000-foot view of, right. of the idea. So where does the, the Pluto and the Chiron come in? And how did, And it's interesting you coupled them together. If you can talk a bit about what that says in the chart and how those two um, planets and the aspects would be affecting it. Okay, well, well, Pluto has been on the astrological landscape for years, but Chiron is only recently discovered. And these two planets or planetoids or whatever you uh, celestial uh, objects 
contain certain common characteristics. Uh, number one, mm-hmm. they are not the usual size of the outer planets. They're both smaller. Pluto is, okay. uh, what I say in the book is that it's the energetic equivalent of Einstein's uh, formula of E equals MC squared. It's a very small body that contains a tremendous energy to heal and transform. So they're, they're, they're both small. They both don't stay in their own orbits. They both cross into other planets' orbits. And so it, as such, they act as communicators in some way from the, the world beyond their own orbits here to, to planet Earth. They share mythological context, but basically we know they are significant in wounding because when they are stimulated in the chart, in their natal position, which is why it's important right. to know where they are and in what sign they're in, but when they are stimulated, events occur in the everyday manifest life of manifestation that trigger that are, are representative, that trigger awareness of the wounding that may be holding us back from living our best possible life. So knowing mm. their house, where they're located, and what sign they're in, will know the qualities that we're looking to heal and claim, and we're look, looking through the houses at the experiential context. Where is it going to happen in life? Is it going to happen in relationship? Um, have I been wounded in relationship and need to remove a blockage to your earlier discussion? Uh, is there an imbalance between the masculine and the feminine? Do I have her mm. in the karmic past that wounded my ability to trust? That's a huge Pluto issue. So, so mm-hmm. maybe you have Pluto in Leo in the seventh house of partnership. Perhaps the wounding occurred in the fact that you gave yourself up and lost yourself and your sense of self in the context of partnership. So something will come along in, in this life. You're, you're in a relationship and somebody says, stop pushing me around or I'm leaving. Or you, get, or, you, or you encounter a betrayal in a relationship you thought you understood because your ability to trust is wounded often when Pluto is involved in relationships. And so what will happen is some Mm. planet has stimulated that wound and something occurs in the life, and then we all have the choice. Are we going to try to just keep it under wraps and stay with the status quo, or are we going to try to move forward and consciously face the challenge to heal? Mm. But it's of the wounds where they are located in in the chart that let us know that an opportunity for healing has occurred. So Does that answer what by you the, it, So it's by the house. And car, now, would you say Pluto has the wound? I know they talk about Pluto is the great transformer, but would mm-hmm. that and Chiron, the, the wounded healer, would they both be dealing? I know Chiron's dealing with wounds. How would you characterize Pluto? Well, they both deal with wounds. Pluto's are deep, deep and come in the context of something either toxic or blocking us. Or uh, I I use the analogy to the way a a toxic waste dump would be, where a lot of 
cleansing and healing needs to occur so that we can reclaim the qualities of Pluto. With Chiron, it's more, the coin of the realm is more in abilities or qualities or skills that we have that we can't quite grasp because we've tried to use them in the karmic past and were wounded in the, in the course. So it's more about knowledge of skillful means to heal and make whole. So when we, we work on healing Chiron, we work and we, we claim skills and abilities that we can use in the practical world of the everyday to heal and transform and use in service to others, help them use, help them to move forward in their lives. With Pluto, we claim deep transformative empowerment to achieve our goals, to heal wounds, to, but it's removing what stands in the way of that archetypal, deep, trans. I like to call Pluto the karmic bulldozer. You know, it just digs deep, routes out whatever is buried. When you think of 9-11, for example, and what went on at Ground Zero, there was a lot of Pluto type of effort there so that the phoenix could rise again. It had to move away all that, that, that tragic... Uh, consequence of the attacks had to physically purge the land so that it could rebuild. That's Pluto kind of healing. A chironic mm-hmm. kind of healing is I recognize that let's say that I'm a healer, that I have great healing skills or psychic skills or, or, or Reiki type of skills and I somehow have felt either not confident in them or afraid to use them or misuse them, healing the chironic mm. aim those skills and use them in the world of here and now. I hope I'm making so myself. Is it, yeah, it is. so in a sense, is it feeling of, is chiron with words? Pardon me? Is it areas of, is chiron have to do with worth or self-worth? They, well, they both kind of have. Oh, they both. They both. Will have, okay. Both of them will have to do with self-worth, especially in certain parts of the chart or in certain signs. That issue of self-worth. For example, if you have Chiron in Virgo, you're thinking perhaps mm-hmm. that you're never ready to become the healer that, that you are by virtue of the qualities of Chiron in your chart because Virgo is one of the signs of the holistic healer, right? So mm-hmm. if you have Chiron in Virgo, your confidence and in your ability to use those skills in service to yourself and then to others is wounded and, and, and you don't feel you're ready yet. That's, that can be a big Virgo uh, theme. I'm never ready. If I take one more course, one more workshop, then I'll be right. ready to use this. Or you feel criticized when you try to use it. And then we have to go back to something you just to- told the recent caller when you said to her that, that you know what your answer is. You know inside. You can't let the outer culture define your mm. answer. Virgo mm-hmm. is very, very uh, subject to wanting to do everything right and, if it, and, mm. and can be influenced exactly by that 
that, that factor of the cultural expectations. So, so mm-hmm. that that would be the way it would work. Or if Pluto, let's say, was in the sixth house, you'd have some of those same kinds of things emerging. If Pluto, oh, so if Pluto's in the sixth, or Chiron in the sixth has again about the it has Virgo overtones. It has Virgo, Virgo overtones. overtones. So maybe you try to um, you you try to volunteer. Uh, at a hospice program. That would be a great Pluto in the sixth house type of activity. Pluto in the sixth house of service to others with this tremendous mm-hmm. and psychological understanding of Pluto. But, but either you're scared because you're wounded there so you don't feel comfortable or confident being able, because a wound always compromises our confidence. So, ah, so you, okay. Uh, and, and that's what we are seeking to uh, heal uh, mm-hmm. by by the strategies that can be used to heal it. And then we claim that very power to use it in other ways in our life. So these okay. are two now, planets that are not always comfortable in our chart. Right. And, of course, it depends on what kind of contact is being made to them. If it's a flowing contact from another planet, you'll have an, an, an easier path to doing the mm-hmm. healing work. And if it's a challenging uh, contact, then you might have a harder lesson to, to accomplish or a harder task. Mm-hmm. Now, what about Chiron? I think Chiron is it's in uh, the transit right now. I believe it's in Pisces and leaving to go into uh, Aries. Aries. Yeah. Right. So Chiron in Pisces is the Uber healer because it's the wounded ah. healer in this one of the signs of uh the healer. of the body mind spirit connection Pisces and Pisces is compassionate and healing but very very sensitive, right? So mm-hmm. um it's going to go into Aries and Chiron will get a little bit stronger uh in terms of confidence. Pisces. So when we have these, tra- go ahead. When we have these transits, mm-hmm. and, and and it's kind of a, what a universal transit or affecting every, it's affecting everyone. Correct. Uh, let's look at relate of what the fifth house, seventh house, because we're talking about relationships. How is Chiron and Aries? I'm thinking Aries, is it going to be maybe more emancipation or more with, you know, thinking Aries with sense of self or identity. What do you think by Chiron being, let's say, affecting people's fifth house or seventh house or relationships? Uh, uh, I just need a little clarity. Are you talking about natally or are you talking about uh, uh, what's going on now, that Chiron enters their fifth house? Or or you're talking about... Born with Chiron in the fifth house. Um, that's a good question. I guess the tra- the transit. What does it say about the healing on a relationship? Let's say it's transit. Uh, well, you house see, or seven. Would work would be if you had planets in the fifth house. Of course, Chiron would mm-hmm. contact. But it would be. It's more significant in terms of the karmic healing when 
the natal planets are contacted because that's where mm, your okay. personal challenge is. So right. transiting Chiron may stimulate natal planets in the chart, just like any 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 planet would, and right. may bring healing types of practical initiatives that you could use if you're having trouble in your love affair, let's say, because that's one mm-hmm. of the of the uh, fifth house, could make you more assertive in in mm-hmm. standing up for yourself. That would be the principle of what Chiron could do passing through a certain house. If it mm-hmm. was Chiron in your fifth house natally, it would be that in the karmic past, you couldn't, you, you didn't have equality. You couldn't be an equal partner. In, that's one way it could come out. I mean, there's a lot of different factors, mm-hmm. but one way it could right. be was you couldn't get what you were rightfully entitled to in partnership or in romance, because the fifth house is more about the love affair than it is about partnership. Seventh house is partnership. Okay. So, so you you ha- you were in a, perhaps in a relationship where you could not have your fair share of what you were entitled to, whether it was the where you went to dinner or or whether it was where you lived. That your voice, not your voice so much, but your assertiveness in pursuit of your own goals, might have been compromised in the partnership leaving a legacy of I need to claim these skills for setting a goal, knowing through enlightenedness mm. that I am entitled to go for what I want and need out of life when I'm involved with somebody in a love affair. And also I can go for it as long as I don't compromise the rights of anybody else to do the same for themselves. So so it depends. Depends on the sign. The That's Chiron and Aries the transiting the fifth. The fifth house. So it's going to bring with that Aries. It's going to bring. It's so there is. It sounds like there's a, a learning, but then there's also some type of assertion or action that's taken. Well, that's because like we were starting. talking about Aries in the fifth house. If ah, we were talking Aries. about uh, Libra, let's say, then it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't understand. The balance between I, I chose Libra because you were earlier talking about the balance between the male and the female. So let's say Chiron right. transits through the fifth house, and you have Libra in the fifth house. It'll help you cultivate awareness and skills in the art of give and take and compromise and learning those that Libran art of balance in relationship. Mm-hmm. But Which relationship? I mean, it's the crux of healing. Healing, mm-hmm. the healing work, it is relative to the natal position of the planets, of where okay. they are in, in an individual's chart, how they are woven into the other, other uh, astrological configurations. And when those natal positions get stimulated, it's an opportunity to heal. Mm-hmm. So somebody is going to see that's their specific area. Depending you know, on where it's located in the place. chart. And, and you okay. know, you could have uh, 
Saturn contacting Chiron. Well, then it's it's like I got to learn something here about what my Chiron's all about. What are these qualities? Uh, Chiron and Leo, for example, the skills mm-hmm. of being a leader and an executive. And creativity uh, is a, a lot associated with Leo. And Saturn touches it and says, well, are you being as creative or are you taking charge in that leadership ability? And you get an opportunity to explore and see how you can heal a wound to your ability to claim those resources mm-hmm. at the time. I, I, astrology, I, I might have mentioned it in some of the material I sent you. Astrology is, it's like a question of what do I leave out? There is so much that's always going on. There's so I don't so want to get yeah. too, too so technical because I know your audience. And my book is is written for everybody. It's techno, technically very solid. And I like to think that astrologers would gather some insight from it. But it is written for the general reader because I see general. myself as kind of an intermediary. Between yeah. Well, and that's what I liked about it. I was able to go, boom, you go right to the how, you know, Pluto, this means this, this is, and this is, and I loved how you have, um, how it might play out the different ways in childhood. Well, that is um, always key. That is always the key yeah. because we experience in childhood echoes of the themes and challenges that we are here to meet in this lifetime and also the potentials. I don't mm-hmm. know about you in your practice, Michelle, but in mine, I don't meet too many people who have had sitcom childhoods. I see people what? who have had challenges in those years that have reminded them of the potentials for growth in this lifetime. Because the childhood mm-hmm. is where we get in touch with what we came to accomplish in this lifetime. So that's why I make sure to show ways that things could have played out in your childhood if the wounding is is as it's described, like Pluto and Leo or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think things like this, you know, these, these kind of handbooks to healing and consciousness, um, you know, are all the time, but there's also specific passages I think that we go through that, you know, we need what the heck's going on. We need a lens. We need a way to look through and to make sense of what we're going on and then what to do, what, you know, for to, how to handle it, to, for healing and empowerment. Right. Um, and I see right now, there again, I was talking about the beginning of the program that right now we seem to be, you know, every so many years there seems to be an acceleration where there's a lot of healing is emphasized. And, you know, probably people that wouldn't normally look to things like, you know, your book, other books like this, my show, other things, your tool, other tools you have, I, people are going, okay, something's here. You know, again, the level of awakening, I need to look at this in a different way. And I think yes, and it's we're starting to manifest. It manifests out in the societal conditions, right, in the global conditions. I mean, Yeah, could, do you see that, Alice? Do you see that uh, happening? Right? Without a doubt. With these mm-hmm. outer planets, these huge outer planets, Jupiter through Pluto, they affect us societally and globally as well. For example... When Pluto 
moved into Capricorn, which represents as a sign structures like government, banking, uh, uh, anything, any kind of big structures that are holding the world together. What did we have? Pluto moved into that sign in 2008, and we had the housing bubble and the, and the Great Recession. Oh, yeah. Neptune moved into watery seas about seven years ago, or maybe it's eight now. I'm not sure of my timing there. But, but what, what, have, haven't we had tremendous watery events here? I live in New yeah. Jersey. We had Hurricane Sandy yeah. shortly yeah. after Neptune moved into Pisces. We see water issues all over the globe. Either people don't have enough or we have too much and the oceans are rising. Too much. So, yes, these big planets affect us societally and globally as well as individually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, and, uh, there's a large gathering in Capricorn coming along that, uh, that astrologers are looking at very carefully because of... Uh, of what's going on, you know. I I, I don't I don't yeah, focus close to the year. Part, and I don't want yeah. to stay there. The but Jupiter the answer is yes. Yeah. That it, yeah, it the does. Jupiter, they do have an yeah. influence. Yeah, they do have an influence. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to Pluto and Aquarius. That's the end of the year when Jupiter goes into Capricorn, and then you know the word numerology, the 2020, the turning point year. 2020 uh, is huge. huge astrologically. Huge, yeah, huge. Huge. We're going to have Jupiter, um, we're going to have Saturn, yeah. and we're going to have Pluto all in Capricorn. All and in Capricorn. Pluto and Saturn will be together in Capricorn at about uh, towards the end of January yeah, of 2020, yeah. and that's going to be big. The karmic teacher and the great transformer yeah. both at the same degree of Capricorn. So that 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 last yep. time that happened was uh, 500 years ago. Uh, uh, the Reformation. I forget what year that was, but you know the, the 1500s. I think it was. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. all tangential to the, what these planets represent personally to us, because that's where it all starts, right, with the individual. That's right. That's well, that's what I always say. People heal yourself, and you heal a yeah. little piece of the world. I mean, it's individuals that make a group, a corporation, a, you know, a community, a city, a country, a nation, internet, you know, the world. I feel like all of these, especially with the outer planets, are, you know, sharpening the, 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 the lens, the aperture on these higher frequency energies on us individually to step more into, you know, these higher frequency energies. Right. Well, absolutely. The it's like a laser right? focus. On Capricorn, yes. and of course we have Uranus changing. So yes. So your comments about gearing up for a quantum leap are absolutely spot on, and recognizing that. Yes. And of course, from what I hear when I listen to your 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 show, you have expertise in a a, a broad range. But I'm sure you see the themes emerging no matter which route you take into them. Yeah, you know whether you're That's doing the I Ching or, or the numerology or the astrology or the tarot, it's leading to common themes, I would imagine. Yeah. And, you know, Alice, that's one of the things I love doing is I, I like weaving it all together or I'll look at the trends, whatever I'm channeling, and then I'll look, like you said, whether astrology, numerology. And then I have 
clients that are very adept, like let's say with, with the stock market, banking, real estate, and always, and they'll say, oh my God, what you're seeing, what you channeled, or what you said is happening astrologically, they will see it playing out. So there's such a direct correlation. And, and this is why, too, I'm such a big fan of people having tools, you know, the books, the courses, the on, that they can go right. to when they, because as we adapt, I know for me in, in, you know, I always say, you know, whatever, beer budget, champagne, <laughs> whatever, one croissant or a half a croissant. When, when you <laughs> learn how to ride, right? When you learn how to ride the way, see it ahead of time and ad- adjust your consciousness to what is that ebb and flow? What is that flex that's happening universally because it's going to affect us individually and and if you know where like with your book where those parts are if you know just a couple of them you know we don't have to get overwhelmed with it but when you're feeling change and you read something or you start applying what's through spiritual practice right then you see okay now i can adjust i can do the deeper healing so i'm not you know, it mitigates, so it doesn't take you out. You don't have to have a rude awakening. You can have a tap tap. You know, right? You can you can, have... can ride that wave when it's the flowing uh, contact from the planet, and then you don't need the rude wake up call at the, yeah. at the with with the with the harsher message. But the but mm-hmm. the trick is to recognize the opportunity, and the way you're going to recognize it is by events happening in your everyday life Mm -hmm. that draw attention and say, are you going to stand up and confront this consciously or are you going to try to Mm -hmm. drift away or bury bury it and keep the status quo? And that's our choice. Every one of us has the choice. Yeah. And I guess what I liked, one of the things I liked about your book is that you, it's unbearing it. It's like, okay, let's look at this. And here's some things that you can do. And I feel like, again, it's very empowering. Well, thank you. Because it puts it back in the individual's hands, you know? Thank you. Well, I, I, I'm, as an astrologer, and I'm sure in your work as well, we have cho- choices fundamental to everything. And to give people as m- much insight into the resources available as they make these choices and live the consequence of them is one of my primary goals in the work I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Alan, so I'm glad that you felt out, I, I delivered on that oh, in this book. Oh, you did. Now, how can people, of course, your book is Healing the Karmic Wounds, Pluto right. and Chiron, and uh, available Amazon? The, uh, the usual, oh, yes, the usual. There are some the select uh, new age shops that might be carrying them. I don't have a list of who bought what. But uh, and also you, it's act. I have a website, astrologykarmaandyou.com. Okay. One word, astrologykarmaandyou.com, and you can purchase the book from me. And I, and if you give me the date, time, and place of your birth, I will tell you exactly where uh, your wounds are and in what sign they are. So uh, th- that's an access to, but th- otherwise it's the usual places, Amazon, Barnes and Noble.com, all of those, it's available. Okay, perfect. 
Uh, Alice, this has been a treat. Come back and let's talk more. But do it again. Love to. I really enjoyed it. I thank you so much for the opportunity. And keep on with the good work, Michelle. I really uh, admire your ability to spread your gifts among the people that need them. Thank you so much. And love what you're doing, too. So want to chat further. So thanks for being on the One of these days, anytime. Okay. Take cool. care, and thank you again. Uh, thank Bye. You. Bye. Okay, everyone, that was uh, on the line having a wonderfully awakening conversation with Alice Lofredo. Her book is Healing the Karmic Wounds, Pluto and Chiron. Available where books are sold, of course, Amazon, online, Barnes and Noble. That's where most people get the books. You can also find out information by going to astrologycarmaandyou.com. And uh, also wanted to just kind of wrap up. We had uh, our last guest from last week had an uh, Sean um, has a course, the Living a, Lo- a Sacred Life online course. Transform your life by learning deep meditation techniques that prepare your mind for contacting your spirit guides and angels. Um, You can go to his website, and uh, if you put the code in AWAKENINGS, you get a 40% discount, livingasacredlife.com. So I promised I would uh, get that out because we got wrapped up in conversation. Um, Yeah. Always great to connect with all of you. And I got to tell you, I do love this book. You know, I don't always say, if I don't say something, because I get a lot of books, but it's such an easy read. Again, Healing the Karmic Wounds, Pluto and Chiron, and uh, written by our guest today, also an Awakenings listener, part of the Awakenings community, Alice Lafredo. So great read and very helpful. Happy Valentine's, everyone, and happy Self-Love Day, which is today, you know, depending where you're at. For some of you that are listening um, from Australia and other places, I know it's Valentine's Day, so big hugs and happy Valentine's Day. Those of you that are um, in the States and such, and where today is the 13th, it's actually happy Self-Love Day. And I love you. I love all of you, and I love being here with all of you. So until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.